the people that are running for office that you want to be, we need to get them engaged so that they know they can change the game. And then you have to play to the things that they care about, like earth, which we all should care about earth. Yeah. (laughs) But, but when you have people that realize it's round, it's it's a globe, it is globe and that global warming and all of those things that I get actually science actually exists. Right. And so starting to play to those spaces. Hey, it's Breaking Barriers, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging podcast. We're here for real talk. We're not afraid to go there. And we want you to come away emboldened and energized to take action and make change. We believe our diversity, our differences, when joined together by a common set of ideals, makes us stronger. When I set out to help someone, uh, it is my intention to do just that. I'm not trying to do anything other than meet somebody at their humanity. Your world has changed, but your dreams shouldn't have to. That's why Kirkwood is your next best step. With affordable, flexible, and close-to-home options, now's a great time to start or finish your Kirkwood degree. Learn more at kirkwood.edu slash findyourfuture. Displaced or discouraged at work, Kirkwood can help you learn a new skill or totally reinvent yourself for a brand new career. With so many flexible and affordable options, you can get back on track fast. Learn more at kirkwood.edu slash findyourfuture. What's happening, world? We're back again with another episode of Top Breaks Breaking Barriers, the DMB podcast brought to you by our five-star presenting sponsor, Kirkwood Community College, as well as our silver sponsor. So we got a new... New announcement here. They've changed their name. So they're now Rising to Greatness, formerly known as PG Cares. Awesome. Awesome. Rising to Greatness. I love that. I love that. So they're really expanding beyond just baseball, but into all things. Excited. We have to have them on and share more about that. We do. Yes. Mm. And you said another episode. This is the episode. The episode. The episode. The anniversary episode. It is. It is. I'm Anthony Arrington. Joy Briscoe. And Nick Ford. And, you know, in 2023, uh, we realized that we had a couple milestones. It is our five-year anniversary with Top Rank. Yes. Yay. Yes. It's also Joy's one-year one anniversary. anniversary. I'm still a toddler, but I'm coming along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really man. the most mature of the three of us, but yes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So we thought we'd take today, really, to talk about, not have a guest on, but really just reflect on what the heck has been going on for five years in this country, in this world, and... And, and how it's impacting us, because we know our work's needed. It's well, so and, needed. Yeah, and we've changed in our company over, over five years. You know, we've yeah. modified from recruiting to culture and still yeah. do the recruiting. But, you know, our reason why, I think, is yeah. evident even now in the world is, you know, why we've made our shift. So, yeah. I agree. And when we talked about this, I thought, like, I don't know if people even know us out there. We were so excited yeah. to get started that we started with guests because it just made sense. But I'm like. People need to yeah. even know us still, right? Like they need to know what we think about things and how we feel about stuff and that we don't always agree. Like we don't always come right. for things from the same perspective. And so how we have those conversations, not only with guests, but internally too. So I'm excited about this episode. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's unique because a lot of people don't know that, that we do have a lot of commonalities too, right? Yeah. I mean, we are a hundred percent disabled owned company. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, you know, we, we have two of us that are veterans and yeah. we have two members that are, or they're, or they're, they're black uh, community members and one woman and one man and over there. And, you know, it's, it's brings our differences together, but it allows us to talk and, exactly. and bring out our output yeah. to even a better uh, level, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, we have no agenda, but we know we got a lot of stuff on our mind. Yes. Whatever it is. So, yeah. you know, I, I'll, I'll, as I think about the last five years and I think about where the country has gone and where the, where the world is, 
it's been really tough and it's been really tough for people like us that are doing this work. And, you know, I, I can, if I were to look at one thing that's really impacted the work that we do, it's the media mm-hmm. and we're in the media. Mm-hmm. And if I could look at over the past five years, how the media has impacted us positively or negatively, that's driving me crazy. That's driving me crazy. Um, because we are in a, a space now where people don't know what people seem to not think they know what truth is. Um, you know, you think of, I know we talked a little bit offline about what's happening, uh, over at Fox. Um, we know across the board media tries to manipulate. Let's just be honest. Across Sensation all, sells, right? right like, across yeah. all yeah. lines. Exactly. But we reached a point now where we've, we've got a media company that's being sued. If anything, that's a lesson to other people, right? Like that you can't just say things anymore and get, and just no consequence, right? If, if this is what my base wants to hear, then I'm going to say this and then, you know, let the chips fall because I want to actually keep viewership up and things like that. Like there is now, this is actually a precedent, right? Like things were getting so far, I think that we needed someone to step in and say, you know what? We got to draw the line and this will have financial costs for you mm-hmm. right now. If you, if you lean into that. And like you said, that's, that's on whichever side of the aisle you sit on, you need to be responsible and, and give us the news, man. I just yeah. want to know. Yeah. I'm like, old school. I'm, I'm missing Walter Conkite. It's right. like, this is the news. There's exactly. no opinion. Right. It's all facts. And exactly. it's all sourced independently exactly. and double checked and verified. And so why can't we do that? Then why are we doing that? Cause it doesn't sell ratings. Huh? I mean, in my mind, that's, it's, I mean, some pretty sensational things. Yes. yes. Like right now. And I didn't put this on our topics, but literally I, I, I feel like the Pentagon came out and said, yep, there's UFOs. And we're not saying that they're not from outer space. There's literally UFOs. Like when you report that, I mean, that's pretty sensational. And so I don't always know why people have to then, well, they're Republican or they're, they're left you left this UFOs. Like, come on, let's just let them be UFOs. Right. Let's, you know, let's get away there, from There's that. a comedian, Louis Black, that is, I, I find him funny. He's pretty satiric, satirical type stuff. Right. And, and I remember, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago when this kind of started really coming to the mainstream where he's like, my job's done. I can't make up stuff that's more funny than what's happening. Exactly. And when you think about social media, and I think, you know, I, in some regards, the news media, you can see where they got there. Because it's like, if we weren't keeping people's attention, they'll just go to social media for news. Right. And we know there's lots of stuff that's not truthful on social media, right? Right. right. And, but people, the scary part is people take what they hear as truth. Yes. You know, and in our world, we say, well, you know, trust is given, not earned. Right. Boy, there's one spot where maybe it didn't work out so well that trust was given, not earned. Because, yes. you know, news media originally right. was like all facts. And when, at one point do you realize it's maybe not? So let me ask you guys this. So when you think about what we do, mm-hmm. because let, one of the things that we're dealing with in the media is our challenge around diversity and race relations and all kinds of other social issues right. that are impacting the three people that sit right here. But we also do this work. So how do we respond to that as a company when we know that there are falsehoods or we know that there's misinformation data. and it's impacting data, what we do, what data, what data you mean? and I'd say getting to informed expression, right? Yes. So Inf- yes. I have my political views on things and my own personal views, but I still listen to the other side too. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I want to make a formed decision. I, I, I've never in my life voted and I've changed my alliances maybe politically over my years mm-hmm. as I've become more informed or things have changed in the power, in the parties. I'm a strong third party or multi-party advocate, yeah, I agree. but 
But it seems like I've never voted, as far as I remember, ever like I just went and said, check Democrat, check Republican. You know, when I go to vote, I take that seriously for me. Right. And I actually research as much as I can about the individuals and make an educated decision on who's best represents my views. Right. But here's the challenge, right? You're an informed person. You do that. Jimmy on the corner who just wakes up and goes to work at his nine to five job and is trying to trying to live. He's getting pinged yes. with BS, with 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 lies. And if you want to say, I don't like to say that both sides, let's just call it what it is. We know that a, an organization like Fox is, has been caught telling lies. And so how do we, how do we as neutral organizations make sure that we help promote, promote truth and maintain a level of neutrality in the work that we do when we also have opinions? How do we manage that? I also think though, people, so in general, the people that we're voting for, we need to start holding them to a higher yep. standard, right? Like you, if, if you are running for any office, right, and, and you have a responsibility to educate your voters and the people that you would be voters, right? And so right now, I think you have one party that's saying a lot of things that aren't true. And then the other party, they might say some things that aren't true too, but they don't even speak to the needs and the concerns of people that they want to vote for them. So right. we're in a very kind of icky place right now politically. Mm -hmm. And I think that it definitely complicates our work because then you have us coming in and saying, hey, you need to care about equity, right? You need to care about equity. And you have one group saying, well, if I care about equity, did you see what happened to Silicon Valley Bank? Yeah. They, they went under because they cared about diversity, which is something that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Or there's case after case that would show that every other financial crisis we've ever been in was led us into there essentially by the dominant culture, which in the United States has been white culture, right? Yes. And so, but... I don't have to like, even when I just said that now there's, there's data that would back mm -hmm. that up. So even I don't have to like argue it as a point. All I have to do is pull out and say, look, this, this is the data. So no, we can't say in this one instance, this is the cause when every other recession, great depression or everything, we don't even want to go down that slippery. So, right? right. We need to talk about how we fix it. And so I think that first off the people that, I mean, yes, individually or as a company, we have our response but I also think that people that are elected to represent the collective regard, which is something that we definitely believe in, they need to do a better job of making sure that the collective regard is able to have informed expression. Right. You know, it's funny, Joy. One of my favorite phrases you use, like we hear like people saying, you know, we can't teach CRT in schools. Yeah. And you're like, we're not talking about, you know, unicorns and dragons. It's all it. make-believe. It's like, I'm not doing it. We hear stuff and you, and for us in the space, we're like, that's not, that's not what's happening. That's not, yeah, it's, so, not, it's not happening. So not why is this it. such a big topic yes. and polarizing people in our country when it's not even really happening? It's you all about K-12. No, right. it's never. all about, we're going to use this phrase because we know it triggers people one way or the other. Right. Right. And, and just, just, to sell our product, our, our news media. It, well, I was just saying, I took a college class recently at, at Co. when I was going back to school, and it was about news media and what their roles were. And one of their roles used to be what Joy said to it held politicians accountable, hold our government accountable. Yep. I don't see that. I don't see that anymore. You don't see media holding our government accountable? I don't see the news, the news media holding. I mean, there's bits and pieces where they do. Yeah. But I see that they hold the other side accountable. Yes. 
there's right. clear alignment with most of the channels. Mm-hmm. If you watch one of the channels, you can very easily see who they're aligned. Absolutely. For, right. And so getting back to, again, we use the example, like there's UFOs. Can you just tell me that there was UFOs right. out there? Right? right. Like, give me the news, give me the facts, give me the data or whatever have, have you. And then right. our role or cause in our other hats, Anthony, like in your other hat as a community activist, Right. You do hold people very accountable right. for right. oppressive right. things that they might do out in the community. Yeah. So how do we get how do we get to the point where again, I'm thinking about the last five years mm-hmm. that we became so divided that we now have laws on the book and legislation going galore in this country that's telling us we can't teach certain things in school. Like we can't Nick, you were bringing it up. We we can't and we just saw a post the other day, I think someone posted the other day about our own state, about our educators in the state of Iowa, and um, one of the legislative files that says you can't talk about race. And the, the legislators were saying, and we'll just use slavery as an example, they were saying, the folks that are anti-talk anti about black history in schools were saying, we can talk about, for example, that there was people in this country that were enslaved, but when you start asking people how they feel about that, now you're crossing the line. Where does that come from? That, how did we get to this point in five years that we can't, I I don't think it's been five years. I think it's been building. I I think we've seen the, like the, Oh my gosh moment in the last five years, but I think it's been building. Right. So with ratings and, social media and more of the internet and, and things like that. You know, a lot of people say the internet's great. Social media's great because people are more informed. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're more in, well-informed. Right. right. So, so I look at that, but then I also think there's there. So we both come from military backgrounds, right? And we, we're taught that yes, you obey orders, but you have a questioning attitude. Yes. You have a questioning mentality. Mm-hmm. I saw with all of everything we know that's going on in Florida, a veteran down there that had been going through my program through, through nuclear power. And, and Rickover, who kind of started our program, Admiral Rickover, was like, have a question to add to. He goes, I want my kids taught everything, whether they agree with it or not. Because then they're going to start having questioning attitudes. And they're going to have, they're going to have critical thinking ability. Well, and then what's the, the so f- this is me, because sometimes you have to show people that there's no line to that, right? Like, so, and this is it. I've, I've been a lifelong, for the most part, Democrat mm-hmm. supporter or whatever have you, I don't think that they show up as strong as they need to. And yep, so for yes. me, someone needed to say, oh, then we're not teaching about Christopher Columbus in school. Yes. And so then, well, wait, we got, okay, well, then we're going to teach all truths, right? So if we can acknowledge that the things that we grew up, I grew up learning about Christopher Columbus. Now, a lot of them aren't true. Yes. Yet they're still taught in school. You can't say that there's no way that they should be able to talk about slavery. And it's it should, if you are human, you should feel a way when you right. hear that. If you are human, regardless of, of whether you're pink, brown, you should feel a way about the enslavement of other human beings. Yes. And you can't erase that. And so someone recently was talking about um, Germany and the Holocaust. And over there, if you try to not acknowledge their history, you are in trouble. Like yeah. something mm-hmm. big. How, will how do we to prevent you? it from happening again? If people don't feel exactly. bad about something, exactly. How do we stop that from happening? I mean, history tends to repeat itself anyway. It does, right? It does. But in my mind, this is partly why. Yep. Joy, you said something that triggered me, um, and it was that you've historically been a lifelong Democrat or what have you. But one of the things that you've observed is that 
um, when we think about our ability to, to coexist and be able to uh, move forward together, we have to call out the differences and challenges. And you use Christopher Columbus. You were saying, you know, why don't the Democrats say, well, we can't teach this. Are you, I guess what I'm saying, are you saying that they don't fight back enough? No. Tell me. And let me say very interesting because I'm military, right? So yeah. I have this slew of beliefs that range from extremely left to somewhat moderate to, I, I just have a different belief just yep, because yep. of my upbringing. But I, I do also think that, one thing that's been Fox is in trouble now, but one thing that they were able to do from a marketing standpoint, and you all know that that's my background is we're going to have a message and everybody's going to say the message. And then the political base that we support, say the message and regard now, did it go too far? Yes, but I haven't seen, I haven't seen Democrats be able to do that or even really support the base of people that help keep getting them reelected, which a lot of times like black women and mm-hmm. we aren't, I mean, so it's we're not about, being supported. In it's that. an example of messaging. And yeah. I think if we, we, we can say that, you know, whether you think good or bad about a, a Donald Trump, there's a genius in messaging and there's a genius in marketing. And if it's used for the wrong reason, I always say this, you know, I always used to say this to people. There are evil people in the world, yeah, but they're very smart. Like I don't ever take away somebody's intelligence but how do you use your intelligence? And some people are using their intelligence for, for malice or, or ill intent, um, including their marketing genius. Including their mar- And again, the, the thing that just frustrates me is, and again, like one of my mentors, he is a Republican. And when he explained to me like why, I was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of got it, right? Like he was like, Joy, I believe in economics and Republicans believe heavily in economics. Yeah. So that part, because I think, especially as black people, we need more emphasis and focus on economics. That's how we reduce disparity and all the Mm -hmm. other things. And so, like I said, so I I do have that belief as well, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I think that we, they need to play the game better. And and I'm kind of with Nick now on, is it time for more parties? Because I think it is because I think you get these, media outlets and people that are so polarized we need some things that say i'll take a little of that and i'll take a little of that i'll take a little of that and i'll take Mm -hmm. a little of this and we're going to create this and this is what i'm going to do and i'm just wondering okay segue into another question right is it the young people coming up that are going to be able to lead us to do that there's this big conversation that biden is too old to run again so how do we think about that yeah yeah and it is young no, people making change. Personally, I don't care how old someone is if they can do the job. Yeah. Yep. I, I, what I'm really tired of is this. It seems like the last five, ten years of I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. Yes. So are there people out there that won't vote for him that will normally vote for someone of that party because of his age? Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think the younger people are there's a there's a gap there. There's a gap. And not saying he's perfect either. Right. I mean, he's got his own idiosyncrasies as well. We'll right. call them exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, the 90 here's, crack here's what's funny about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. About exactly. This, right? So, you know. Mass incarceration? Who, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> here's what's funny about this. If we go back to marketing, who, who's pushing that age gap? Because think about this. Think about, let's go back to uh, the last election. How popular was Bernie Sanders? Very. I Very. Think. How, how Bernie's old, not to me, but according to. Well, no, he's old to us too. Old, right. <laughs> but according, <laughs> but according yeah. to us, he's old, right? Yeah. So why was Bernie so popular? 
And we have this issue with Biden. I believe it goes back to what you were saying. There's be, it's being marketed this way yeah. by those who adverse who have ad, adverse feelings towards Biden. Now I'm I, we're in the space of equity. I'm with you, Nick. Like if you can do the job, yeah. I don't care how old you are, and, I, and I'm or a, how young, or how young how you young, are, yeah. you are right. Because for everybody that says there's age, then there's experience. Yeah. Right? Yep. That, exactly. that whole conversation, exactly. and so I'm just trying to figure out where did this. Where where did this push about his age come from? And I, I believe it's well, being marketed, and it's the other from the other side, yeah, right. And it's well, I'll say if we're being honest, because that's what we do here, we yeah. break barriers. There has been some interviews that I watched. Um, yeah. One of the last shootings, I believe his mic was on before it was supposed to be on, and it should have been a sober moment right a som yeah. a somber moment like mm -hmm. and he was talking to some kid somebody in the audience about like ice cream or it, it was just like okay his mic is it's a hot mic right yeah yeah but even if it wasn't a hot mic in that moment when i was preparing to do that that wouldn't have been my conversation or tone no. like mm -hmm. even the pivot yeah. from talking yeah. to kids about ice cream to we're talking about another mass shooting yeah it yeah, just was like, well, yeah. but again, in my mind, it's not because of his age, though. It just might be capability. Yes. Right. Which, again, if he's capable and he's that old. Right. Let him do it. If he's not, if he's truly not capable. That's right. That's, that's a whole question. different issue. Now, I've heard the arguments, too, about substance versus style. You know, is it yeah. is it because is it oh, Grandpa Joe, right? Style, Grandpa right? Joe. Huh? Yeah, Grandpa, yeah, Grandpa, Grandpa Joe. Joe. Joe, right? Grandpa Joe. And, you know, I remember having this conversation. I was I was I was in a. A debate. I'll call it an argument with a fr one of my best friends. I love friends. how you switched that quick, partner. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> debate. Debate. <laughs> but one of my best friends, and we was talking Argue about this, date. and it became mm -hmm. clear to me that it wasn't so much about his age, because as I started asking my friend questions, it was more about his style. He was he was saying, man, I, you know, he was, uh, he was in front of the camera one day, and I was thinking, man, I don't know if he took his medicine. And, you know, then I, and then one day I was watching him, and, man, he was stuttering so much, and I was like, um... Did you know he grew up with a stuttering problem? Yeah, that's and true. And I'm not here to defend that's Joe because he's made he some, Joe has done some stupid stuff like right. all politicians yeah. right. do. It, but exactly. it became clear to me that it wasn't the number. It was more about oh, Grandpa Joe, I guess. Yeah. And, and then now it's not he, Joe. Who? Not DeSantis. Like, yeah. If not, uh, well, that's what I'm getting tired who? of saying. If, if not, who? Because where are there's there's brilliant people in this country. Yeah. Some of them have run and have no, they don't get a shot. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, but I even think of it like, and, and this is where I poke at social media. Like if you look back, like we'll talk about basketball for a second, right? Big debate, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, others, right? Mm -hmm. How would have those players done? And you think about historically, like some of the things players did, or you even go back to baseball, Babe Ruth, some of the stuff he did. Can you imagine with social media, oh, yeah. how bad their lives would have been? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way it is now. I mean, you can't yeah. do anything now without oh, no. you make a mistake it's boom it's everywhere oh no i'm military mm -hmm. you, we're, military. we're military so people probably you've probably gotten this before too where people are like you should run for office you should run for office and i'm no. like i still go to cardi b con you guys know this yeah i'll still go to cardi b concerts yeah. i still like rap me i it's it's just too much and i think that social media has taken away the ability for people to even just be them there's no grace with right. social media you're not getting any grace with that and so yeah. Not for me, man. I like to yeah. be. And yeah, somehow career politicians me. still get away with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where's that balance between as politicians being you, 
and being a politician, whatever that means. I'm right. Well, what is, what does that mean? Right. The balance that preachers have that have marital affair. No, just oh, yeah. <laughs> that's another show. Real talk. That's another Real show. talk. Real talk. Another show. All the other preachers that we know of that mm-hmm. are like family counselors. They have bad families. Exactly. I mean, right. yeah. Teachers dating students. It's yeah. Just, no, it's no. always funny because I know people have asked you, know, "Are you gonna run for office?" You know, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm too honest. Yeah. I'm yeah. probably too honest for which the is it's sad that that's how we view it, but <laughs> it, it, it is how like I view it. Like it's hard to be your authentic self. Although I will say. That like when I talk to my daughter who is on the cusp of like millennial and Gen Z, they they see things very differently mm-hmm. and they I'm I'm inspired by them because they tend to connect more with people being the truest version of who they are. Mm-hmm. And and Roland Martin, I was listening to an interview he did on the Breakfast Club like a couple of days ago because been like, watching that on the yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And so he he said that you know if millennials and Gen Z flex their voting pro- power, yeah. they could change the game. And so I'm like, again, the people that are running for office that you want to be, we need to get them engaged so that yes. they know they can change the game. And then you have to play to the things that they care about, like earth which we all should care about earth yeah <laughs> but but when you have people that and realize like, it's round it's, exactly. a, it's, it's a globe it is globe and that global warming and all of those things that like it actually science actually exists yeah. right and so starting to play to those bases so i think well you know what's funny you know when you talk about global warming we always talk about you hear people we're going to destroy the planet mm-hmm. oh the planet will survive yeah. it's us that aren't going to survive exactly it's like right. that's what people need to start thinking about it's I mean, it's almost like you're you're self eradicating us as a population. The Earth will survive. Yes, the Earth probably truly doesn't care if there's plastic on it or if there's no trees left. That's a great point. And it's maybe us. that's what we need to say is like, so the things that we need to survive, yeah, that's going to be gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, if there's no air here. The Earth will go on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, until the sun finally goes. But it is our youth. You know, when you you hear your daughter, it's our our youth. But and I think about every major movement in the country or in the world is typically been led by young people. Yeah. yeah. We have this challenge right now in our society where those young voices are, are, are trying to be shut down. You know, we you're see lazy, you're uninformed, right. you're not, you're not resilient. Right. Uh, but we, we talked about this with your uncle, right? About, right. you know, when he marched back in the sixties and seventies, he was, he was younger than we are now. Right. right. But it's it's interesting that we're seeing laws and policies and legislation. And again, we always try to separate politics and, and the social world. And we just can't, um, in my opinion. It's well, just really tough. We have, though, Anthony. What do you, if what you do? think about our grandparents' age, right. what did they not talk about? Politics. Right. And what else? Religion. And, right? I mean, do you think that's. We direction? need to have those talks. I think we should have. I think we need to have those talks. And I think right. now people are ingraining their ways back to the old, like, we don't talk about it. Yeah. Right, and we haven't learned how to talk about. Right, it. that's what I, I, we're saying. The same thing. Yeah. Awesome. We're conditioning these laws are because young people are talking about it. Yeah. Exactly. I think about um, when I was young and growing up, and I, I remember asking my mom one day, like, "How did you all like even feel when those laws were passed? Reaganomics, right? Yeah. When they cracked the cocaine, which was targeting black and brown people, right? Mm-hmm. Because disproportionately, they were the ones getting caught with." crack and you get way less time for cocaine and I just remember like my family who would have been adults at that time I don't even know that they realize because they were surviving 
that all of that was happening that was going to then lead to mass incarceration and all the other things. And so I think some of that culture of we don't talk about it, you know, like, I don't know. you know, I still have a little one. So, like, we don't talk about Bruno, which is like, well, you yeah. probably know what that is, right? Like, that whole we don't talk about Bruno culture really allows for things to fester and yeah. just kind of messed up a lot of, not even kind of, I mean, it just really right. impacted black men, black women for and, and brown women for right. generations to come. And so, I think we do have to have those conversations. But like Nick said... We, how do you do it? Like, how do you say, oh, I'm a lifelong Republican and I'm a lifelong Democrat, but now we're going to come together and be able to have productive conversations. Right. And we do it, right? Like, right. among us, we do it. Like, one of my good friends who is a nonprofit leader has one of the biggest hearts ever. Right. She's historically, up until now, has been a right. Republican. You know what I mean? And so, and that's cool. And we support each other in all the things. But I think as a society, we've gotten away right. from that. I think it's that defensive mentality. It's that it's such an us-them that... Yeah. Having that conversation means that you you did something wrong to me, right? right? Um, and so when we talk about, you know, if we talk about uh, a slavery, if we talk about Jim Crow, if we talk about, you know, the women's movement, if we talk about LGBTQ and, and people that are getting silences, we have this generational gap where folks that are used to not talking about it, now that we're talking about it, the conversation seems to or there's this belief that it's about them that it's it's a personal thing and they're making all the voting decisions and they're making yes. all the so voting they're decisions. saying we don't want to talk about bruno yeah and closing down those opportunities yeah. well you know it's funny too like we talk about this a lot and but we also see a lot in our space where if if i'm a disabled veteran and we're talking about about you know civil rights and 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 black rights why should I be offended that we're also talking about that? Well, that doesn't mean I'm getting left out. Right. Right. You know, we see a lot of that too going right. on. I, yeah. I saw an article the other day, uh, uh, I think Mike McCaffrey someone put something on there and they're like, well, what about Latino rights? What about Asian rights? What about, he's like, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about this right now. I'm talking about it. It doesn't that mean that right. doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that's not a problem too. Right. Yeah. But right now we're talking about this. So let's, let's, let's focus on this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's exactly. have this, this win. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's exactly. like, I mean, like black lives matter, about all lives matter. Well, yeah, no one's saying they don't. Right. But. Who's being killed. But who's being killed. Yeah, right. Exactly. You someone, know. Yeah, kind of close. Someone said that to me once. And I think you were at lunch with me, Nick. This That Navy veteran made a comment to me. And I don't yes. think it was a saying. Yeah. So I'm paraphrasing. But he said that um, you could go to somebody and, and someone that said, my, my mother just died. And you could say, I, I feel bad for your mother, you know, but um, a lot of mothers are dying. Yeah. Right. Um, you would never do that. You would never do that. Do that. So, or you would even just, you would so say, well, my mother died once, so what? Get over it. There's, right. You have that attitude, exactly. too. And it's just like, yeah, yeah it's not yeah, that's not so much down, about. Right. Yeah, I super agree. Speaking of which, so we talked a little bit about the media. How did you all feel about that Tucker Carlson got fired? And then Don Limon, and I'm going to mess up his last name, Don, Don Limon, he got Lemon, fired, too. And so mm-hmm. how do we feel like that? Like, is that uh, are those results of what we've talk, we're talking about that? the media has gone too far. And so now the system is finally somewhat trying to correct itself. Or is it really that Tucker Carlson talked about the big wigs that got at Fox. And so they got him out of there. Like, what do we feel about the firing of those? I feel like they were both damage control to an extent. Yeah. So like I, I did an article on LinkedIn about Don Lemon and you know, did he, what he got was enough with what he said. And it was kind of like a all lives matter type comment, sort of right. Mm-hmm. Someone was talking about ageism and he's like, well, what about, you know, something else. Uh-huh. Because yeah. he's older, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and something happened, and now he's gone. So, again, for example, though, that because you are of the minoritized 
population yes. or global majority, that doesn't mean you're not. You doesn't mean you're not counting for what you say. Exactly. Yeah. And the way he phrased it was probably not the greatest. Right. And I think in Tucker's case, I think it's because of the lawsuit and other right. things and all the focus on them. And he's a big in the light person. Yeah. Right. And I think it was damage control. And that happens a lot. I mean, we see it on ESPN even. Yeah. Or we sometimes just do the budget cuts and yeah. we don't see it. Or even when we're doing assessment, we have yeah. people saying, well, you know, people are getting let go. We don't know why. Mm. Well, some of you can't say why. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, there could be no, a litigation going on we don't even know about. Definitely. But I think it personally, I feel like it's like it's damage control. Damage control. It is. I thought the timing was interesting between yeah. the, I don't know, between Don and, and, and Tucker. You guys think it was the Illuminati? Yeah. <laughs> so the Illuminati. Like was that. it the Illuminati? Yeah. Like, the Illuminati? You're going to get rid of one, we're going to get rid of yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, total, total, total damage control. Yeah. No impact. Um and you have to ask yourself, why wasn't Tucker fired before? Like I said, we all, we all saw, yeah. um, and there, this is where it becomes a point where we got to be honest about truth. Mm. <laughs> you know, you can have a political opinion all you want, but we've crossed the line about truth. And so, yeah, straight up cover. Well, we, it, talk, we talk about that in our work, yeah, right? When it, you put the the job before your people, right? And, your they, people. and they literally were doing that with Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. He was their biggest star, yeah. right? It's and not so, like he's going to be broke. I mean, he, oh. he go have his own podcast right. or serious channel. Oh, he's probably going to do all the things. Do all those yeah. things. Yeah. He might even make but, more but, money. But I always think about what we started with, right? Is that what the news is? Yeah. Or is that just more fluff that has nothing to do with the news? And it's about one side's right. opinion. Yeah. And But it blows me away how much impact one individual can have like that. Like... Right. People believe him. People, be, people believe him. And so to your point, Joy, as you talked about earlier, how do we combat the Tuckers? Well, you can pull them off the air. That's <laughs> that's a cover move. But they're Well, sort of. Sort right. of. You can pull off that pull news off, channel. Yeah. You pull a launching pad to yeah. another launching yeah, pad. Because exactly. he's going to launch somewhere else. So it's not it's not Tucker. Well, he's it's not Tucker. He's a bigot. It's not Don Lemon. He was a misogynist. You, you're wrong for what you did. You need to be held accountable. But the right. question is... The people who allow it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I am trying to ask ourselves, how do we not focus on so much on Tucker? The system. The it's us. How do we focus on the system? It's us people. It's your neighbor next door who's watching Tucker at night. He keeps Tucker on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And how do we, how do we deal with that? That's, I think about this all. My mind goes crazy with this stuff. Right? Uh-huh. Like you stay I'm up too much at night. Like I me. do. Stay up too much at night. I think we all are, are yeah. like, and I'm an early riser too, so it's really. Yeah, you just get up early, start thinking about it. We're, we're, just up, we're up till 2 a.m. and you're yeah. getting up at 5 a.m. to do it. Well, another thing though, I think it matters too because even information is so important. And so, like, even there was another mass shooting again in Texas. In Texas. And so, I'm so tired of this. And it, like, literally broke my heart. I was talking to uh, another mentor of mine the other day, and he was talking about his granddaughter and how she had like an emotional moment because now when they go to school, they have to worry about, are they going to be able to come home? And that's a pressure we didn't grow up with, right? right. Like you go to school, you eat your fruit loops in the morning. Now every once in a while, there might be a fight or might two, be a whatever. Fist fight. Right. Fist exactly, fight. Some shoving, exactly. yeah. But now, you know, they have this pressure of like, is somebody going to like shoot up the school? And, as a society, we're not really making moves to like protect our young people. Right. And so like, what do we think about that? Like, how do you think we could, you know, people feel that if there's any type of laws that are officially put in place, well then that's impacting my right to bear arms. Right. right? And so I, and I, again, I'm military. So most of the men yeah. around me and not even everybody around me had guns. They kept them in the armory. Right. Like, yeah. and there was responsible about them or whatever have you. So it was never, 
even a big deal to me because they, again, but no one needs like these assault rifles and things like that that people have. And so what are your thoughts, Anthony? Yeah, so first and foremost, I'm a gun owner. Yeah. I am a gun I'm a lawful gun owner. Exactly. Well, I guess in Iowa, I don't need a license or a law anymore. I can just have one. Mm-hmm. I, I, our problem, my problem is we're not honest about the economic and the politicizing of mm-hmm. gun control. Yes. Right? Let's just be freaking honest about it. Mm-hmm. We want these gun companies to make more guns, and so we have to sell more guns, and so we have to relax laws. To, this is Anthony's opinion mm-hmm. to make guns easier to get because there's no excuse for why I have to have more uh, policies and procedures and pay more money to drive a car, mm. to drink a beer. That's a good one. Then I do to shoot a killing machine. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not anti-gun. Right. I'm anti-protect ourselves. But we have gone off the rails with what it means to be a gun owner and what it means to take guns away from people. And by putting laws on the books, the assumption is, again, and I'm going to go back to your marketing 101 conversation earlier, mm-hmm. it's being marketed as a cultural war. And the more it keeps getting pushed, and I don't know that those who resist it are pushing back enough. Nope, they're not. I'm not a turn the other cheek guy. <laughs> yeah, see, I have an interesting take on this because so, so yeah. most people that do these mass murders look like me, color wise, right? Mm-hmm. So if I and we've talked about this, Anthony, if, if I truly thought that gun control worked the way they talk about doing it, and that if no kid would ever get shot again, I'd turn every gun I own in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. In a heartbeat, I wouldn't even bat an eye if I thought it would work. The problem is even that doesn't work. Now, statistics, statistics show, show it's, you know, better. You know, it's better. It's better. It's better. So if we can, and when you think about it from the sense of these aren't just numbers, these numbers are attached to people. So yeah. statistics show that lives are saved when we have more gun control. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, but it won't eradicate. Oh, right. no. Oh, it no. won't eradicate. Absolutely. Right? Um, but, but where do you draw the line? Like, do we make the schools like prisons where no one can get in, no one can get out? I, that don't, doesn't make me feel good either right. to keep our kids safe. No, right. it doesn't, yeah. I, I, and a lot of it goes back to my mind to we have failed as a country, not on gun control, but we failed on mental health. Yes, we have. Yes. All the so way. badly. Yeah. And, 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 and again, if I want to go kill someone with a gun and I can't get one legally, I know I can get one illegally. Yeah. So... I don't know. Well, I, again, I get I get the gun control statistically shows it improves things. Yes. Until we actually do it, mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago has strict gun control laws, and there's still a lot of shootings in Chicago. So, well, I agree that there needs to be more strict things. It, it needs to be better than the opposite way we're going now, right. where you just go buy a gun and that's it. Right. right. To to be, but we need other things other than just gun control. There's, there's that's the problem. It's like. Here's what I see with the two parties. You have one that's pro-life, one that's not, right. but then one is, you know, death penalty, one not. There, right. There's, they just fight over. It. It's like Too they far. pick one straw mm-hmm. and they like, well, we pick this part, this part, and they nitpick it. Exactly. But to Joy's point, there's data and there's lies behind that data, and you're both making good points. It's a multi-pronged approach. Yes. But we're not getting, and I'm not even going to say that word. The, uh, uh, I'm going to say we're not getting to the easiest things that can be solved quickly. The low-hanging fruit. You no, know, there's a phrase I oh, wasn't yeah, going to say. Yes. But we <laughs> are. It's, it's low-hanging fruit. It yeah, really is. Low-hanging fruit. You know, but I know there's a historical connotation yeah, behind is, that, that is, I'm is. trying to avoid those words. But there is. There's easy things. And why are those so hard? Money. Yeah. Money. 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 Lobbyists. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, you get the people that say the Constitution was written 
And you get the ones that say it has the Second Amendment in it. It means guns no matter what. Plus, we're not, like, to me, I don't know of another document that's ever been created that wasn't revised based on what it's allowed to be revised and it's, it's in the it's exactly. in there people back then said we knew things are going to change exactly. so anyone that says well we didn't have these guns then right but we do now there's it's like now. it's like the whole thing like you know we we we, we protect with you know, our protected classes right exactly how hard would it have been to add sexual identity in there or gender identity right. exactly why is that why, why is there why do you think that first of all why is it needed right oh good question but but, if, but it is, but it is, but it is, in reality it is, Yeah. put it in there. Right. In there. Why now do we don't have we these don't, debates. Though. Why do you think we don't? Because again, it's politics. Yeah, politics. Yep. I mean, the majority of our country, when it comes to things like gay marriage, right. don't have a hang up about it. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think, and again, I think if we're being brutally honest, and you're right, it's about politics. And so if we, I'm of the five whys, and so why is it about politics? And yep. Because politics are ran by certain individuals. Why is it ran by certain individuals? We continue to peel the onion back. We have to admit that we are a country that was that was built on a on a on a on a philosophy of white supremacy, and that doesn't mean that you as a white person are bad, right? Right. You're one of my best friends. Right. We're in business together. But it's a reality. But it's, but a, it's reality. a reality. You can talk about that, and we have to have more of us that can talk about that. And that's where I think. There's so much um, resistance to that, that those in power will do whatever it takes to resist that. And this is where it becomes with the laws, policies, procedures to resist the voice. And I think young people are going to change that. I think they are, too. And we're also I want to say, too, I was talking to, oh, gosh, somebody the other day and we were talking about. So you had 2020 and everything was Black Lives Matter. And then prior to that, it was the Me Too movement. Right. And so whenever you have like these big progressive movements, so to speak, and not I'm not saying progressive from the party sense. Right. I'm saying when you're moving forward in areas where you need to that impact humanity. Right. Right. Changing moments. Human rights. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Then you also typically see. A strong response. Right. Mm -hmm. President Obama was elected, whether you love or hate President Obama, but he was elected. Right. Our first black president. Right. Then you see all these policies and things pass that are a lot of times in response to the progress of 2020, mm-hmm. the movement of the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. the election of the first black president. Right. Like and so we're now in this moment that is this heavy response to we're going to use CRT to, to attack it. My thing, though, is I don't know how those who have a voice and play a role, which, again, if we got a two-party system right now, so would have been the Democrats. I don't know how they did not respond as strongly in kind. Because, right. you know, like I said, I would have been like, oh, I'm not going to debate you about CRT. It's never been debate. It's never been talking K-12. Right. Yeah, it, it, I'm not going to. If we're talking about things that don't exist, fine. I'm a billionaire. Right. Like, let's yeah. just talk about a bunch of things. That, Ooh, yeah. Hey, we're going out. <laughs> exactly. We're going out. We're going exactly. out. We're going to, where are we exactly. going to this week? Where are you taking us? And so I don't understand why there was never any power structure in place where they were like, oh, no. Like, our talking points is that we're not going to waste our constituents' time and money. Right. Because we elect you to talk about the things that impact our life, not to talk about things that aren't currently in place. Right. right? And so there were things that they could have done and said and leaned into that we wouldn't even be here now. And so I'm a little. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it beyond anything has to do with the race issues out there. Right. What happened on 9-11 in our country? Ah. 9-11. What happened in our country? 
Everyone wanted to something. We all unified. It's all exactly. about let's go take care of who did this to it us. Sure was. Now, whatever happened after that was handled all different ways. But right. but we all had this big patriotic moment. How long did that last? Right, that's true. I'll have to check it. Every time one of these things happen in our country, it's like, oh yeah, that happened. We moved on. Yeah, it yeah. lasts. You get this peak for a little bit, and then pff, it's gone. Exactly. The next thing. The next thing. The next thing. And that's where I go back to the news media. Is so many next things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is where we are needed, folks. And this is where we got to keep doing what we do. Exactly. Y'all want to keep talking? We got to wrap up. We could talk all day. We could, we could do like 20 We could really do this, this do all, all day. day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's no, it is, it is about time. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's been five years uh, with me, one year with, with Joy on board. I'm just happy to, as we kind of close up here, I'm happy to be doing this work with y'all. And I'm, I'm happy for what we're doing. And. I'm glad we're able to have this platform to kind of continue to discuss these important items unapologetically in the way that we approach them. Um, I know that we probably say things on these shows that people aren't happy about, but we say what we say, and I think that's important. So it's okay not to be happy with it. Absolutely. Sometimes you say something we're not happy with, but we still communicate with you and talk to you and try to get to it. My mentor says if if everyone's happy with you, it means you're not doing your job. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess we're doing our job, right? (laughs) Making sure we have critical conversations from different viewpoints. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys before we we, we, we bow out? That's my final. No, nope, I'm looking forward to the next five years. I know we talk about our vision is that you know someday we don't have a job because it's no longer needed, but yeah. uh, you know we realistically probably not in our lifetimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, fortunately, hopefully in our kids. Yeah, hope so. so thoughts from you, Joy? No, just I'm excited. I just appreciate both of you. It's been an amazing year. I think sometimes it go it's went by so quick that when we look back on like the things we've been able to do, it's like. Wow, we've yeah, been really yeah. able to make some some impact, and so excited to keep that going forward and yeah. moving forward. So, well, let's keep having these conversations, and let's keep being real. Let's just keep being real online. So, I, I'm enjoying. We'll take us out, Nick, with our sponsors. Yep, so, here. big shout out again to our five star presenting sponsor, Kirkwood Community College. Uh, we appreciate your partnership on this podcast. Also, big thanks to our Silver Diversity sponsor, now Rising to Greatness, formerly PG Cares. We also want to give thanks to our friends at Breaking Barrier Supporters Community Savings Bank. And Tyler Links and Barnes DDS, uh, one of Anthony's uh, big supporters this last week. Oh, thank you to <laughs> Tyler Lincoln Barnes for saving my tooth. <laughs> uh, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up. Send us your questions, your comments, suggestions. If you think you might be a great guest on the podcast, send us an information there, too. Okay. Uh, info so. at TopRankedTalentSolutions.com. That'll soon be info at TopRankedCulture.com, our new website. Uh, we can still get to TopRankedTalentSolutions.com, but also TopRankedCulture.com is a little easier to type in on the fingers so um other than that just again thanks and all right other than that we're ready to go and hope you have a great day and love can't you wait all. To, love yep, you all, love you all, all right. keep breaking barriers folks yep keep breaking barriers have a good one have a good one take care advancing equity is not a one-year project it's a generational commitment there are too few people in the world willing to be the domino too few people willing to take that fall